Thank you for tuning into Destiny House Church as we seek to draw closer to Jesus. We're so glad you've joined us today. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Court or one of the other anointed speakers as we pursue the Father's heart. It's good to see you guys. We got people coming back and feeling better, and so I'm glad to glad to see you guys. Um, man, y'all just smile at me. I just let me just see. I just want to check. Four years later, I'm still checking your teeth. I'm like a, I'm like a really, really bad dentist, you know. Um, so good, good to have you guys. Some faces I don't know. Some faces that have come back. You realize you tried some other churches, and you know, you just, you just realize that heaven is closer here at DH than um, other churches. Amen. So. So anyways, I'm, I'm just glad to have everybody here today. I want to I wanna just say a few things. This will be a, a quick message today, so I want you to, to lean in. Uh, this might be the, the, the easiest message to receive today for you guys, or at least I hope it is, because I, 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 don't, I don't think preachers have to preach an hour to get a point across. Um, I just, no, y'all don't need to say amen that loud, all right? Don't, let's not... Let's not get in the habit of this today, all right? Uh, but this morning, I just want to—I want to just—I got a couple examples. The Lord's given me, you know. Um, I've—I've I've been bad about this in, in my life, and I know it really agitates my wife, and she's threatened, you know, me multiple times for doing this. But have you guys ever? Uh, and I think oatmeal is the worst. But have you ever had a bowl of oatmeal and you you finish most of the oatmeal, but but you put it on the counter, and and you don't you don't put any water in it, and you don't put any Dawn soap in it. And if you're like if you're a real man like you, then you, like me, then you do this, and and you'll you'll and it, it causes you know fights in the marriage, but that's okay. Those are all these are all growth moments and. And, 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 you know, if you have a four-year-old, you could just say Cooper did it. I didn't. I don't know what. I don't know how Cooper learned how to make, you know, you know hot water and, and make oatmeal. It was him, Candace. It was Cooper. And so, but, but if you ever notice that if you leave that overnight and you try to go and, and put it in water and scrub it down, you're going to be putting a whole lot of effort into cleaning that bowl of Oatmeal, dried oatmeal residue. Look at your neighbor and say, dried oatmeal residue. No pastor's ever going to make you say that again. That's what's so, that's what's so authentic about us. Is we, we, our new t-shirts coming out is, you know, we idiots. <laughs> you know, religion tells us to scrape off the dirt. And do the, and work hard and, and, and just do all you can to scrape the dirt off your life. In fact, many people believe that before they can become a Christian, I've heard this for years, is they gotta scrape some dirt off. Oh, Pastor, I, I couldn't come to the altar call. I couldn't come, I couldn't say that prayer today. I, I'm not being authentic. I don't want to be a hypocrite. Well, you've been a sinner all your whole life. But you're afraid about being a hypocrite now, right? When it comes to asking God for forgiveness. The world teaches, religion, legalism teaches that, that you've got to put some elbow grease in it. You've got, you got to scrub that oatmeal bowl, that residue. When, when, when the best thing to do is just put some hot water in it and some Dawn soap and let it soak. Right? Amen. 
It's amazing how what happens in our lives when we simply start abiding in God and soaking in Him. And religion says to scrape it off, but God says, just have a relationship with me and just soak. And the effort on your part is going to be so minimal if you just start soaking in the blood of the Lamb. That's a good word right there. I didn't come up with it. The Lord did. So I want to read something to you this morning in, in John 15 about soaking and about abiding. I want to go ahead and read this entire passage to you if you've got the time. And if you don't have the time, you know, I don't care. <laughs> um, so John chapter 51. I'm in one of those. Anything can happen today. I'm just in one of those moods where I feel like I'm just, you know, going to lose some friends today. <laughs> John chapter 15 says, I am the true vine, and my father is the wine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. And whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse 6. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done. For I love how Christians quote the last part of verse 7. Ask what you wish, right? And it will be done for you. But the first part has to happen before the second part can come true, right? You're not married unless you got married. The, the state may say, oh, y'all been living together for 15 years. You're, you're married now. Well, under God, you're not married. I don't know who that was for, but I just wanted to tell you. Praise <laughs> God. That was probably for somebody. I can't. How did he? Who told him about my business? <laughs> the Holy Ghost, you know. You, you know, listen. So he says here in verse eight: By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love, and if you keep. My commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be full. Can you have the joy of the Lord without truly abiding in him? The answer is a resounding no. Verse 12, this is my commandment. That you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this. That someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. And if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants. For the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father. I have made known to you. Verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask in the Father, 
In his name, he may give it to you, these things I command you, so that you will love one another. Now, we don't know this. We don't know that all the facts that we receive on the news are true anymore. Don't, I don't know that they've ever been truly true. Right? I'm sure a lot of people that grew up in the, in the 50s would say, oh man, the 50s was more truthful than 2024. Do you really know that? Or have we all bought into a lot of lines of believing things that actually we saw on TV or a movie or we read in an article and we're like, oh man, that's, that's got to be true. That's got to be true, right? But some things that we know about and some, some things that we have learned are not necessarily true. Maybe a percentage of it is true. Or, or, or maybe there are some things that are 100% true. And, and one of these things, I want to just give this example very quickly. We, we've, I want to discuss two planets. The first one is Mercury, which is hot. And the second one is Pluto. And I've got a nice picture of these planets. I took these last night. And I was able to pray that the Lord would move them around into one, one picture frame. Okay, that's, we'll talk about lying in the pulpit next week. Um, Anyways, and, and so, so Mercury is really close to the sun, so it is, is heated more and is, is a flame. And, and of course, the Pluto is a lot farther away, and as you get farther away from the sun, you get colder and you get colder and you get colder. And I, I just believe that right now, maybe, maybe you're, you're, I believe we all are Earth Christians, and what earth Christians do is, is they, they sometimes like the cold and they sometimes like the hot of the Lord. They, they sometimes want to be in God's presence and other times they want to transgress and they want to go back into the world. They want to go back and do this or, or, or they get a temptation and they fall for the bait of Satan and they decide to go back and 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 live on 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 Pluto. They want to they are cold before God, right? And and then there's others, many of us I believe today, um, you know, in this church I, I hope that are on fire for the Lord. You you want to see God moving in every aspect of your life. You want to you, you have a deep deep seated desire for your children to be saved and living for God. You're a grandparent and you you desperately, you know, most of us, if you're a parent like me, I, I don't really care about college. I don't really care about what my kids make. I don't really care about uh, a degree. I don't really care about what's on their wall. I don't really care about a title. You know, I have all those things and those things haven't amounted to anything for me. But my relationship and being on fire for God has amounted to everything. And so I believe God is looking for Mercury Christians. I believe God wants his people to be on fire for him. He doesn't want them to, to, to go from one spot to another. And, and, and this is what's really wrong with the church today is, is we kind of just move from one place to another based on the seasons of our mortal life. But you're not supposed to go by the seasons and the calendar that is based on what you see and based on what you feel and based on what you hear. You're supposed to abide in the 
the vine, which is Jesus. And when you abide in him, now you have gone from your calendar and your agenda and your wants and your gifts to now. God, my schedule is yours. You can do whatever you want to do. And I'm not going to move based on my schedule or my calendar. I'm going to be a Mercury Christian. We find in John chapter 15, which is what I just read, we find three amazing promises. First of all, the word abide is used ten times in this passage of scripture that I just used in John 15. And if you look at the Greek roots of the word abide, we discover some really helpful definitions. To abide means to dwell. To remain, to soak, to be present, and to be held, and I love this one, to be held and kept by the Father. Did you know that about abide, that that abiding in the Father, abiding in, in, in the vine is literally your lifeline, your blood pressure pills, your beta blockers. Your inhaler are not your lifeline. You may think that they keep your heart beating on rhythm. You may think that your lungs operate well because of your inhaler. But you would absolutely be wrong. You continue to live in this life because God has ordained your life to continue. When you live on God's calendar, when you're a a Mercury Christian, when you're on fire for God, what happens? What begins to dissipate the element of fear in your life? When you trust God, you're not. If somebody is worried all the time, you are not a Mercury Christian. You're a Pluto. If you're worried all the time, you're not trusting God. If you don't have boundaries in your life, you're not trusting God. If you're not at the right place in the right time and you do what God tells you to do, you are not going to see the ebb the, and the flow of God's love and his presence in your life because you're not abiding in him. You're abiding in your feelings and your emotions. And your emotions and your feelings will fail you like a really bad friend will fail you. You know those friends. Oh, I'm your buddy. Alone, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But when we're around other friends, we're not going to be that close. Have you ever had friends like that? That they promise to always be there for you. And a week later, they're the, you look back with a hole in your back and it's your friend holding the knife. Has that ever happened? Anybody been bleeding lately over relationships? I've been good lately. I haven't bled in like a month. I'm like, Lord, how long can this vacation last? Right? You ever feel that way? Like no matter what you do to bless and help other people, that the enemy will send other people to pull you away and get you believing that you need to abide in what the conversation and the dialogue is of the world speaking to you instead of what the vine is trying to pour into you. When we look at John chapter 15, we see three promises that occur. The first one is, is we have his rest and his peace. When we abide in him, abide in, we, we are resting. We're not in worry. 
We're not in concern all the time. We are in the vine and we are experiencing his peace. And we and a lot of people, when you're in this place, a lot of your friends and your family would be like, what's wrong with you? Why are you so peaceful? I want to just say to them, am I supposed to be hangry all the time like you? Am I so, you don't catch that because I know y'all get hungry about this time every Sunday. But we are supposed to be, the agenda of God is to remain in him, to be saturated in him, to be soaked in him. Because when you are soaked in something that is the anointing, nothing in your life can get to you. Not your own flesh, not the world, and not the devil. Right? The second thing we see is when we abide in Christ, our lives are cultivated and we become more mature. When you are abiding in the vine, that means you are spending time with him. You are soaking in him. You are saturated in him. You are at a place where you're excited to be with God. You're excited to hold hands with your spouse and pray together and talk about God and talk about what God has done and the miracles he's committed to and the miracles that he's done, the miracles that he's going to do. And you start talking about the goodness of God and what are you doing? Doing in that moment, you're maturing. For you to get to that moment, you had to be at peace and relaxed in Him. You ever notice that with people? They never get to the point of overflow in their worship because they're so concerned with what they're asking God about that they think He hasn't delivered. So you're saturated in the worry and the concern of something that has not the gift that has. Can I just let you know the gift is on the way? But you don't get to get your gift when you, do you tell the, the, your postman when he comes to your house, how dare you not bring my package today? If you do that, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Do you say, Mr. Postman, I, I ordered something for my wife and she's going to throat punch me if you don't deliver it today. Now, just because I've said something like this to the post doesn't mean you need to. Do what I say, not what I've done or something. I really say this. Listen to this in John chapter uh, 15, verse 3. He says, already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. And then, we, and then we see that, that God is, in Hebrews 4.12, he offers a vivid image of the power of God's word in our lives. And he says, for the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing into the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the Lord. Why, why am I excited today? Because I get to talk about Jesus, you should be excited today because you get to talk about Jesus. You get to talk about the only person in your life that has never failed you. Now, some of you have accused them of failing you, which I'm the some of you. 
We've all been there. We've all been angry with God. We've all cried out to God, asking God, God, what am I going through this for? What do you, what's the point? I, I, I'm trying to be teachable, but do we have to have another lesson on the same topic ten times in a row in one year? Can we switch to some, is there? Can you find other areas that I'm, I have a deficiency in? Do we have to keep going back to this one? And he just says, yes, Court, we do, because you just keep failing the test. I want you to learn, and I want you to grow. And for me to, to grow you up and mature you, when you abide in me, you've got to be willing to take correction and be Christians that don't believe in accountability or correction or discipline in the Lord, I see very, very angry and bitter. Because every time God tries to tell them something, they're always trying to fight back against what God wants to do. I love this, this third one, this promise. When we abide in Christ, we produce real and lasting fruit. And, and we see this in verse 16. And we see this in Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The fruit we produce will be lasting. It will not fade this side of eternity. Your fruit is extended to your family. Did you, did you know your fruit or your lack of fruit changes the trajectory of the people around you? That when, It's not just, oh, well, here you go talking about my witness again as a Christian. Well, you need to take your witness seriously because guess who does? God. When you say I'm a Christian, I'm a, I'm a disciple of Christ, well, you, you can't be flipping people off in traffic. I know you think you can. Please don't do it with a Destiny House sticker. The other day, whoever did that to me, it's okay. It's okay. I didn't need to be in the Taco Bell line anyways. You know? Does anybody here, I'm not, only when I'm sick. Does anybody here drink hot tea? Raise your hand. Praying for y'all. <laughs> I drink hot tea when I'm hot. But there's, there's, some, there's some things and some attributes about drinking hot tea I want to share with you. Um, there's two kinds of people in this room today. There's people that, you know, get their hot tea ready. They get the water ready. They maybe put the spoon in there. If they got it off the stove, they put the water in there. Maybe you already had the tea bag in, but you put the tea bag in. Maybe you put a little honey and lemon in it. I don't know, milk, whatever you know, you people do in the state. All right. And you get your and you get your tea ready. And and the first person I want to talk about is 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 dippers. All right, not like snuff dip, but dipping tea bags. Um, we'll talk about snuff next Wednesday night as the sermon title, How to Break the Addiction of Tobacco this Wednesday. Um, okay, but, but no, seriously, you, you have your cup, and, and you just can't stop. You just keep dipping the tea bag in and out, in and out, just just. Just, just dip it. I mean, just you, you tie the string around your spoon. You, you dip it. Maybe you tie the string about around that. Y'all get in a visual here. Is there a tip? Thank you. Thank you. I gave you a picture to use today. Search for that for 30 seconds on Google. Found a good one. 
And, and, and so you, you think about this, and, and, and I think about when I, was a, when I was a kid, I would go to the YMCA, I would go to YMCA day camp, because my parents had nowhere for me to go, so they would just drop me off, at, and this went on for like 10 years, literally, I'm not, not, not exaggerating. And they would drop me off, you know, I've had my, my backpack and my swimsuit, and I'll have all that stuff ready for the day, and we would have camp, but at the end of the day, the day would end before your parents picked you up, the day would end at the pool. And so you would go swimming at the pool. But within inside the building of the YMCA, there was this room and that's where the hot tub was. Uh-huh. And so we would all, you know, illegally, YMCA rules, you know how they are. You gotta break them or you're not really a Christian, okay? And so and, and so we would we would we would Take a dip in the, in, in the cold water, and then we would go and, and run inside, and we would take a dip in the hot tub, and then we would, we would do this for like an hour. I mean, it probably wasn't good on our cardiac health. And, and, and we did this, and I thought about this this morning when I'm, when I'm thinking about this tea and this, this, this dipping. You know, some Christians are, are just dippers. They, 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 they take that tea bag of their life, their spiritual life, and they, you know, they dip in on Sunday morning, and then they dip out. And they dip in on Wednesday night, and they dip out, and they dip in on their responsibilities as, as a father, and then they dip out, and they dip in as their responsibilities as uh, on their job or or with their grandkids, and then they dip out. And there's never any consistency um, in being that kind of person. But if you're the other person, the other side of this example, uh, which I am like this with tea, but I don't drink tea. Other want to cover that. I don't drink it. Do not buy me tea is why I'm telling you guys this. Some of you will leave here and be like, oh, we're going to bless pastor with a case of tea. from Please don't do that. I mean, there's, there, it's likely you'll lose your salvation for doing that to me. Um, and, and so, and so for, for some of us, we, we, just, we just drop the tea bag in and we just, we just let it sit. And we just, we just let it soak. And some of you would say, well, if you just drop the tea bag in and you let it soak, it, the, the, it's going to get too strong. I don't want it that strong. Well, that's your problem. That's your problem. The, the, the more you soak in God, the stronger you're going to be in Him. But some of us just want to kind of dip in and dip out and dip in and dip out. And we want to, well, I'm committed. Well, I'll be committed next week. Right? I'm, I'm committed. This is what we do on our New Year's resolutions, right? I'm, I'm, oh, man, I'm so pumped about losing weight. How exciting. And your treadmill now looks like a hamper. Nobody walking on that treadmill except Jesus. Because you got you got clothes all over the place. You can, like I got a treadmill, there's there's clothes on it, there's 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 candace's stuff on it, brushes, I believe I've got a crossbow sitting on it. I mean there's all sorts of stuff. There's algae and mold and everything else growing on that because because we commit to something and then we dip out. I love the, the understanding and the thinking of abiding and, and soaking in Him because it, it involves, if we're talking about this tea bag, all you got to do is, is sit in Him. And what happens to that water? The color of that water begins to change. Right? The influence of God being the vine, if you are connected to him, 
the color of your life changes. The more you soak in Him, the more you abide in Him, you, what, do you, what does your color start changing to? Not Well, you get rid of having the color of the world. And now you start abiding in Him, and the color of your life goes straight into what Scripture says is our goal to be and live in the image of Christ Jesus. Your color changes when you are desperate enough to sit in Him. And, and how many of you know, yeah, amen. How many of you know that in order for your life to get to the place where God has you, by you dipping in and out of your obedience, in and out of your trust, in and out of your love for God and your love for people, all of this dipping in and out is causing you to not experience what God wants you to experience, which simply is having patience that God is going to provide everything that you need. Now notice, as Christians, when we talk about need, we automatically start thinking about want. So let's take relationships as an example. If you say, I need a boyfriend, I need a girlfriend, I need a spouse, that may be a desire of your heart is to have a spouse, but it simply may not be the season that God wants that to happen. And guess what happens? Like many of us, we can get in a relationship in the wrong season. And, be, and that it might have been an awesome person, an awesome Christian person. But, but if it's not in the right season for you guys to be together, it's going to be absolute madness. Amen. Some of you understand that. There is a time and there is a season for everything. When you are a dipper, you've got to make things happen on your own. Effort. I'm just going to dip in. I'm going to make this. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to make this the way I want it. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to have this happen. I'm going to fix this relationship. I'm going to fix this church. I'm going to fix God. I'm going to fix me. I'm going to fix my kids. Us pastors are horribly addicted to trying to be fixers, but when we start fixing, what we do is we're really tearing people down. Because the only fixer that we can trust is the Holy Ghost. Right? When you are abiding in Him, the water will change by itself. And I want y'all to get this in your in your heart this morning. Praise team, you can come. The depth of your abiding will determine the rate, your progress of your spiritual life. The rate that you decide to abide in the vine is the pace that you are setting 
To not only be pleasing to God, but to show others that you are the real deal. How many of you are turned off by Christians that say one thing and they do absolutely the opposite? Most of the things people say is, I'm not going to church because there's hypocrites there. Right? But they'll go all sorts of other places. All those other places have hypocrites as well. I don't know about y'all, but I can find a whole lot of hypocritical Christians, hypocritical Christians at Walmart. I can find a whole lot of hypocritical Christians at Chipotle. God forbid, right? I can, I can. Is it Chipotle? Chipotle. Oh, whatever. Ohio people. Got some scattered West Virginia people. I don't even know what y'all believe. PA people, I'm, I'm still confused. I, I, like, I go to PE, PA to get clothes without packs. <laughs> I drive all this way. I didn't say anything because I spent the gas to get out there. I'm stupid. What, what is wrong with them? Come on out to PA. Save some, save, save some tax on a pair of jeans. Well, I spent $40 getting there. <laughs> Did y'all see that? Y'all see that? That's Candace saying, I'm a drill. I'm a drill. She's been at our first church. She actually had a bunny on a stick. And, and I, I mean, I never found it funny. Once again, you know, salvation for most of you. Um, anyways, she stopped doing that when, you know. I must have threatened her or something, and then she threatened me, and we gave the money back, you know. But. Are you a dipper or a soaker? Are, are you a person that wants to abide in him and is diligently trying to abide in the vine? Or are you a person that just wants to dip in and dip out? Get your, get your drive-through dollar store anointing and get out. How many of you know that there, there is a price to pay for abiding in the vine? The eternal price is absolutely amazing. Absolutely. But when you abide in the vine here on this earth, God is going to bless you abundantly, but the enemy is going to come. You're, you become a high-value target to the enemy. And when you're on fire for God and you're abiding in Him, your family is going to look at you like you're crazy. Right? Because they don't understand. And that's why the more you abide and the more you soak in his presence and the deeper you get in and the deeper your roots get and the more fruit that you are bearing, it is indisputable evidence that you are living for the one true God. For some of you, you're struggling in your relationship, you're struggling as a student, you're struggling in school, you're struggling in a lot of different areas, you're struggling with your kids, you're struggling with uh, aging parents, you're a caregiver, you are in, in, a, in a fit, you're in legal issues, you're dealing with lies and deceit and gossip and slander. And I want you to know, if you become a soaker and stop trying to dip, God's going to get you through it. Because why is he going to get you through it? Because when you abide and you latch yourself onto the vine, what he does, you do. If Cooper runs in here and he, he hugs my leg and he wraps his feet and his legs and his body and his hands around my leg, everywhere I walk, Cooper goes with me. And that's what it means to abide in the Father. You latch onto him like there's a hurricane. 
like there's a tornado. You latch on to him no matter what. The doctor says cancer and you say Christ. Amen. The doctor says Parkinson's. You say, no, I don't think so. Pass. Have a great day. Because I've got Jesus. And I'm going to tell you, that's how you got to get. That's how I got to do better at it. I got to stop listening to the voice of this out of control voice and say, you know what? The God's not out of control. He hasn't even sat up on the throne yet. He hasn't even, he doesn't take potty breaks like us. God is constantly sovereign. He is constantly perfect. And he constantly is honoring the word that he has given in his word, Old and New Testament. And if you don't know the word, if you're not reading the word, I'm not saying you've got to be a theologian. But if you're not reading the word, you're not going to be able to abide in the vine. Because abiding in the vine means spending time with him. This right here. This hour and a half together, this isn't, a, this isn't abiding in God. It's what you do alone when you're in despair, when you're down, when many of you in this room have thought about suicide. That's when you latch on to the Father and you soak in Him because everybody else in your life has left you. You've got a Father that will never leave you, a Savior that's always with you, and a Spirit that's always on the inside of you. Y'all you stand with me this morning. One final verse in 2 John 1.9 before we sing this final song, and then you guys can be released. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. And so, Father, we thank you for your clarity today, for the truth you have given us today, God. You have called us to be a person, an individual that is, that is on fire for you. You have not called us to be Pluto-Christians. You have not called us to be dippers. You have called us to be soakers, people that, that soak in you, soak in your word, soak in your presence. When we receive a bad report, we soak in you, God. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to go through hardship or pain or even suffering. But when we soak in you, Father, we know steadfastly that you are there with us. At every single turn, at every good time and bad time and struggle, you are there with us, God. I pray, Father, that you would bless us to remember that your word is perfect. We're not perfect. This preacher sure is far from being perfect, but we serve you, a perfect Father, a perfect God, a perfect Creator, a perfect Savior. So God, I pray today, if there is someone here that does not have a relationship with your son, you tell us very clearly, clearly that we cannot have a relationship with you, the Father, unless we go through the Son, that salvation comes through the blood of the Lamb, and we cannot obtain it any other way. We can't obtain it from, from being in a service. 
We can't attain it from uh, worshiping songs or, or tithing, giving, doing this or that. We only obtain our, our, our salvation through the one that has already granted it to us, to those that say yes to him. If you're here today and you would say, you know what, I'm not really sure I'm a Christian. I've been a, a dipper for a long time. I've been in and out, a lot of religion, but not a lot of relationship. A lot of legalism, a lot of church life, but really no real intimacy with God. I want that now. If you're here today, whether you are 10 years old or whether you're 100 years old, if you're here today, it's time for you to listen to God and come to Him through His Son. I want us to pray this prayer for those of you here today that are, that are making this proclamation and others that are already Christians can join in and support them. If you're here today and you need a relationship with Jesus, you want to start right now. Not only do you have to pray it out loud, but you've got to mean it with all that you are and really all that you need to be. And all that you need to be right now is just a very small mustard seed of faith. And God said that that mustard seed is enough. Just a little bit of faith on the name of Jesus. I want us to pray right now. I want us to pray out loud. You can follow after me. But more than just what you say, there's got to be belief and faith behind it. Commitment. God, this is just the first step. God will, God will show you what you need to do tonight and tomorrow and the rest of your life. If that's you, if you fit that category, maybe you're a person that has wandered away from God for many years or maybe a few months. You need to come back and soak in Him. I want you to pray this prayer as well. Let us all pray this together. Say, Father, I accept your Son, Jesus, as my personal Lord and Savior. Please forgive me of all my sins and set me free right now. You, Jesus, are my Savior. Savior. 